Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So today, we're going to talk about interpretations and culture and why it might be important to defend interpretations that are positive. And we're going to talk about The Orville, which is a, a, a show on Hulu. We're going to talk about that show in particular because like 50 of y'all messaged me asking me about a specific episode. Um, I'm not really sure why. I have never mentioned this show because I have never seen a single episode. So over the last week, I watched the entire series. Um, now, for those who aren't familiar with it, it's... Star Trek, but not. Um, it, it's a show that exists in a very similar universe to, to Star Trek. Um, but it, it is not part of the Star Trek universe. It's kind of a parody in some ways. And the first episode is kind of goofy. But as the series progresses, it really does turn into a normal sci-fi show with a lot of social commentary. What uh, kind of piqued people's interest was a particular storyline involving a society that has very, very strict rules when it comes to gender. You're male. Everybody. Everybody's male. Uh, born female? Nope. Boom. Now you're male. Everybody's male. Okay. This rule set is forced upon people by society as a whole. Right? And in the storyline of the show, there is a child who was born female. Now, one parent is very supportive of breaking the gender rules and allowing her to stay female. Another parent is incredibly uh, incredibly determined to make sure that gender rules are abided by. The parent who wants the rules abided by wins the initial contest. So the child is male, right? And then the series progresses. The episode in question that prompted all of the messages. Well, the child is uh, less than happy. So much so that they start asking questions about what it would be like if they weren't even here anymore. This leads to the discovery that, hey, yeah, we knew early on that you really weren't male. And the child wants to transition to female. And it happens. Now, the reason this has prompted so many questions is because there are two reads to this. There's the one that I see, which is, I would say, more than sympathetic, I would say very supportive of people who transition in our world, 
in our society, those who want to get rid of those gender rules that are forced upon people by society. So there's that read. And then there's another read coming out of the right wing that basically says, look, you know, the child transitioned and then had to transition back to be happy. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of ignoring like everything else. (laughs) Um, That's a very literal take that ignores a lot of context such as the fact that it wasn't the the child's choice. That was something that society said, this is how you have to behave. When the child had a choice to break from that rule, they did. And that's when they became happy. And there's a bunch of things in the show that would lead you to the positive interpretation of that. Um... I think the biggest is the rhetoric of the parents. The parent who is just determined to keep those gender rules in place uses rhetoric that is common among those who are sticklers for our gender rules. Terms like abomination and uh, malformed, stuff like that monstrosity. Horrible stuff. That aligns with uh, a certain group today. Then you have the obvious symbolism that occurs in that final episode when the child first appears. They're on the bridge of a ship, but it's not real. It's not real. It's fake. After the transition, the episode ends with them on the bridge of a ship. And it is real. The happiness, everything that goes along with it, supports a positive read. A read that is supportive of people who want to break gender rules today. That's what you see. That's what I see. But, even though the right-wing interpretation is lacking, it, it doesn't really make sense when you view it in context, especially with the rest of the show. It just doesn't add up. It's still a fight you have to have. You still have to defend it. Because when it comes to the cultural impact of shows like this, it's big. You have to have the positive message out there. You can't let them have an inch when it comes to this. This is why I do so many videos that are basically like, nope, that show was always woke, you just didn't know it. Because you, you can't let them have anything. When it comes to this topic, when those positive messages are out there, they have to be defended. Now, even though what really matters is how the content is received by the viewer, the listener, the reader. In this case, I mean, you could just go ask the creators what they intended, even though, to me, that's not really what matters. How it's received is what matters. Ideas stand and fall on their own. But if you were going to do that, 
if you were going to try to reach out to the creators, what would you do? Go to their social media, right? If you were to do that, and you were to go to Twitter, what you would find is that on that social media, the show has retweeted one take. They have retweeted comments that are about it being supportive of people who want to break those gender rules. They haven't retweeted any saying, yay, thanks for not being woke. I think that probably speaks uh, a lot to uh, their intention. But their intention only goes so far. When it comes to stuff like this, when it comes to things that can resonate throughout society and they can either have a positive impact or a negative impact, no matter how silly it may seem, we have to defend the positive impact. We have to make sure that when good ideas get out there, that they can stand, that, that they're backed up. Because ideas stand and fall on their own, right? Those messages, once they're out there, they resonate for a very, very long time. So much so that there are shows today that try to emulate the method that Star Trek used to promote equality 50 years ago. It's... uh. It, it seems like a silly fight, but it's worth your time because it has a long, long lasting impact. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day.